What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatolito Boxing Show. And Saturday is going to be a pretty cool card. It seems like it was having some issues um, at the gate. Low gate attendance, uh, low numbers in sales as far as the reports have been coming off. And there was even some... Uh, some stress there that the that the card that the show was going to be canceled. Uh, of course, I'm speaking about Joe Joyce, the juggernaut, against Joseph Parker. Uh, now, this fight is supposed to be taking place at the Manchester Arena uh, in England. And there's big implications here for this heavyweight match. It's pretty interesting, and it sucks that it didn't have that much attention behind it. Not sure if it was a promotional thing, or maybe people are just not interested, but every article that I read, everywhere that I'm looking uh, into this fight, including myself as a as a boxing fan, I'm pretty intrigued by this matchup. Joe Joyce and Joseph Parker uh, have been longstanding uh, heavyweights, at least for the last couple years, last two, three years. They've been doing their thing at heavyweight uh, Joe Joyce, of course, coming into this undefeated, fresh off his victory against Christian Hammer, uh, and that was a four-round stoppage. That In that fight, Joe Joyce, in his recent fight against uh, Christian Hammer, he ended up taking some damage. He got hit with some heavy, heavy leather from, uh, from Hammer, uh, heavy punches where his guard was down, and he took him right square in the nose, uh, and he, he didn't get wobbled. That's the one thing about Joe Joyce, that he just continues coming at you. He's got a granite chin with good, good power behind his punches. He's a little bit slower in his delivery, but he's got a lot of power behind those punches. And the fact that he keeps coming at you, it's swarming, it's smothering for his opponents. At least it's proven to be so uh, in his most notorious fight to date. Uh, aside from this one against Joseph Parker, I think this is probably the highest, highest level fighter out of his entire resume. But his most notorious victory to me was um, when he ended up beating Daniel Dubois, damaged his um, his eye uh, fairly bad to where Daniel Dubois ended up taking a knee uh, in the tenth and wasn't able to to finish the fight and able to continue. Uh, from there, Joe Joyce went on to beat Carlos Takam, stopped him in six rounds, and then Christian Hammer stopped him in four rounds. Very impressive record, near flawless record as far as knockout uh, knockout percentage. He's got 13 knockouts out of his 14 victories, 14-0 and 0, uh, to date, and everybody except Bryant Jennings has been stopped. Bryant Jennings is the only unanimous decision. That was a 12-round fight dating back to 2019. Uh, Bryant Jennings outlasted and uh, at least saw the fight to, through to the end against Joyce. Everybody else has been stopped in one way or another. Very impressive names on his resume thus far. If we look at his, uh, his recent opponents, Christian Hammer, of course, we mentioned uh, that fight took place July, this past July. From there, Carlos Takam, Daniel Dubois, Michael Wallish, Bryant Jennings, Alexander Ustinov, Bermain Stivern. Those are the, the opponents uh, of note uh, that have some type of notoriety behind them, uh, at least names that I recognize, and I'm sure you do as well. So pretty impressive record that the Juggernaut has put together. 14-0, 13 knockouts going in to this fight with WBO title implications against none other than New Zealand's own Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker's walking into this with a 30-2 and two record. 21 of those 30 victories 
have come by way of stoppage. He's been able to stop 21 of his 30 uh, opponents, of his 32 opponents, um, by by way of the fast lane. He's, of course, coming off. Uh, he's on a on a bit of a win streak, uh, six six fight win streak right now since his back to back defeats that he suffered when he kicked off his 2018 campaign. Uh, and that 2018 campaign started against Anthony Joshua. He lost by unanimous decision. And then the following fight, he fought Dillian White uh, that same year. Anthony Joshua was in March of 18, Dillian White in July of 18, and both losses to Joseph Parker and both unanimous decision losses at that. Prior to the Anthony Joshua fight, he was steamrolling past opposition and at least putting up really good fights. A classic fight that he had against Andy Ruiz back in 2016. And uh, and that's one of the losses that Andy Ruiz has to date on his record. Andy Ruiz, from there he fought Huey Fury. He fought Alexander uh, Dimitrenko as well prior to fighting Andy Ruiz. He was also he also shared a ring with Carlos Takam back in 2016. And he's had really good opposition and he's been on the up and up. So it's crazy to me that people are considering Joe Parker, Joseph Parker to be past his prime and be the older of the two fighters stepping into the ring here and older by older by way of career. He's considered to be the one that's going to be, um, Basically, passing the torch over to Joe Joyce. It's it's wild to me because he's 30 years old. And yes, he's he's had a really good heavyweight career. Uh, of course, that big showdown that he had against Junior Fa, uh, that was another interesting matchup that, that Joseph Parker had. That Junior Fa matchup happened uh, early in 21. Then we had the Chisora uh, back to back fights, which were awesome, awesome fights, awesome back and forth fights between those two. Uh, Derek Chisora, of course, that was May of 21 and then December of 21 to close out last year was the, uh, the long awaited rematch. So he is definitely the highest ranked, the highest class fighter level, um, highest level of class, uh, fighter that Joe Joyce will be sharing the ring with or has shared a ring with to date. Yet, Joseph Parker sits at age 30, Joe Joyce is 37 years old, and he's considered to be the, he's considered to be the young gun, technically, by the way that you see these reports happening and so forth, yet, by age, he's older, and we're considering, people are starting to talk about Joseph Parker being uh, somewhat on the back end of his career, he's not, to me, Joseph Parker's in his prime right now, and he has a really good chance of beating Joyce uh, in this fight. He's got faster hands, faster footwork, better angles. He, sh- he switches up his angles really well. He's got good pop behind his punches, and he's got a good chin himself. Uh, however, I mean, he, he stood the pressure of Chisora, even though he got shaken up. He stood the punching power of Anthony Joshua. He stood the punching power of Dillian White and managed to finish those fights on his feet. So... He hasn't been stopped. Both of those losses were unanimous decision losses. He hasn't been stopped. Uh, and Andy Ruiz, another hard-hitting uh, puncher that Joseph Parker shared a ring with, he has a really, really good chance to affect his game plan and 
and definitely pull out a decision when I don't see him stopping Joe Joyce. But I feel that Joseph Parker could definitely outpoint and outbox, outsmart Joe Joyce by way of his footwork, his combinations, and keeping Joe Joyce at bay, fighting from the outside, and uh, and picking his uh, his attacks very well. If he's smart about it, I see Joseph Parker pulling out a decision win over Joe Joyce and throwing a wrench in Joe Joyce's ascension in the heavyweight ranks. This fight is going to be for the WBO interim uh, heavyweight title, meaning they'll be able to punch their ticket and be in line to face off against none other than Alexander Usyk, who just retained the titles against Anthony Joshua. That's heavy implications for the heavyweight division. It's one of the funnest divisions, in my opinion. Um, Joe Joyce, on the other hand, we're looking at that 13 knockout out of his 14 victories coming off of that fight with Christian Hammer. And he is definitely the slower of the fighters, of the two fighters. He's a lot slower at delivering his punches, but when he does hit you, he's got a lot of power behind him. Uh, and, and it's evident by his record, the way that he's been stopping these opponents. It doesn't look like he's hurting the opponents or like there's much pop behind these punches, but he's dropping hammers on them. And, uh, and that's going to be the difference. If this fight ends by stoppage, I see Joe Joyce being the one to uh, to pull this off by stoppage. Parker, I see him winning by decision. I don't see Parker being able to stop uh, Joe Joyce. I see him beating Joe Joyce by decision, and he has to outsmart him. Joyce, on the other hand, uh, may very well drop Parker, uh, and that's where that's where the fight will get interested, uh, very interesting. And then Joe Joyce, I see him if he wins, he will win by stoppage. The trajectory is there. This proof of work is there. Um, yeah, that's that's how I see the fight playing out. Who do I think is going to win this fight? I have no idea. Uh, I'm slightly leaning towards Joe Joyce. And a lot of people are saying that this is a you pick em type of fight. And I, I, I wouldn't put a strong argument against that. For me, my opinion, I feel that this is a 60-40 fight favoring Joe Joyce. Yes, he's the older of the two fighters. Joseph Parker is the more seasoned of the two fighters by way of records. However, there's a seven-year difference. Joe Joyce in his ascension uh, in the heavyweight ranks and in the boxing world at a late stage in his life. Parker is still 30 years old. So by age, Joyce is the older one of the two. By boxing resume, Parker is the older of the two fighters. Joe Joyce, in my opinion, is I'm leaning towards Joe Joyce pulling this victory out. And I have it. I don't have this a 50-50 fight, but fairly close. I have it a 60-40 fight. And I feel that Joe Joyce would be able to get the stoppage over Joseph Parker. If Parker puts on a good performance, and he's known to do so, uh, a good boxing performance, utilizes his hands, utilizes his footwork, he should be able to drag this fight to the later rounds and pull out a decision win, where in the later rounds, Joe Joyce starts slowing down, and even though he keeps coming forward, Parker should be able to pick him apart with combinations, stick and move, and and squeeze out a victory, a decision victory over Joyce. That's why I have it 60-40. The punching power is the difference maker for me, why I don't have it 50-50, and that being the punching power of Joyce. Uh, so very, very interesting, interesting card uh, for me. Also, fighting, uh, fighting on that same card, decent fighters on there. I mean, we have uh, the... 
It looks like Michael Magnesi is going to be fighting uh, Anthony Kasachi. Uh, other than that, other fighters that are up and coming fighters, I see the main the main card that you're going to be looking for should be the co-main, and that would be uh, as notorious, if not more so notorious, than Joe Joyce and Joseph Parker, and that being uh, Amanda Serrano uh, fighting Sarah McFood. Uh, that's going to be a champ versus a third, uh, a number three ranked fighter in, uh, in Sarah. That's going to be another awesome fight for me because every time that Amanda Serrano steps into the ring, it's must watch TV. You want to see, uh, a living legend, uh, perform. You saw how she performed against Katie Taylor. Uh, you see Amanda Serrano, what she means to the boxing world, especially to the female boxing world and the records that she's broken. Uh, very accomplished, 42, 2, and 1, 30 knockouts to her credit. And uh, yeah, she is the real deal, like her nickname uh, suggests. The real deal, Amanda Serrano, will be performing. And of course, coming off that split decision loss to Katie Taylor, which took place April of this year, here she is um, in, in another championship fight, now putting her uh, her titles on the line. And, uh, and all, all of her featherweight titles will be on the line. IBF, IBO, WBC, WBO. Again, Sarah McFood. Sarah McFood, of course, if you're not too familiar with her, uh, she is 11 and 0. Uh, to date, 11 and 0, three knockouts to her credit. And, uh, out of Denmark. And she's coming off a fresh victory against, uh, Nina Menke, who, uh, who she fought. April of this year as well. So it's, they have similar, similar layoffs. It's, it's going to be fun. That co-main event should be a perfect setup for what we'll see in the main event. And I'm excited. I'm surprised that they've been reporting that the show almost got canceled because of lack of sales. Uh, I, I'm really surprised because this is a very interesting card and the fact that they added Amanda Serrano just a few weeks ago because I wasn't aware that she was going to be on this card until maybe a week or two weeks back uh, that I noticed that she was saying uh, she posted something on Twitter or maybe Instagram where she said she was traveling, uh, heading overseas to... Uh, to the UK. And, and I was like, why, why is she heading over to the UK? And I started doing a little research. I noticed that she was going to be added to this card and that should have brought some more attention to this card. Surprised that that, that that's what's happening right now. Nonetheless, it'll be an interesting, interesting fight. And I'm happy that it's going on, that they're, that they're pulling through with this, uh, and I'm really interested to see how the landscape in the heavyweight division continues to take part and to develop. Reports are right now that Anthony Joshua coming off that loss to Alexander Yusek, uh, that he's already in talks. And I believe he, there is an agreement that's been uh, reached between him and Tyson Fury for a mega fight, a UK mega fight this coming December. For Alexander Usyk, he says that he's got three fights that he's looking at, at making happen. And one of those fights that he's planning on uh, on executing on or, or affecting on will be Tyson Fury and Canelo Alvarez. Those are fights that he's interested in, in taking on. So again, those would be those would be awesome fights to see, these catchweight super fights. Uh, but the Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury fight should be huge if in fact 
Uh, this agreement does get finalized. It looks like they reached an agreement. Now it's just a matter of contracts and uh, and money and all, all that good stuff that always comes into play. And the reason why so many big fights have fallen apart as well, uh, where they just can't make it happen uh, when when the time comes. So that's the report in the heavyweight division. Of course, recently we just had Andy Ruiz beat King Kong. Deontay Wilder will be stepping in against Robert Hellenius uh, come October. And um, Joshua unable to re regain his titles against Usyk. So Usyk sits atop. Tyson Fury sits atop. And this one has title implications. Joe Joyce um, and Joseph Parker. That's another one that continues to develop the landscape there in the heavyweight division. And then there's also talks about Dillian White and Daniel Dubois. I think those talks ended up stalling. But that would be another big fight because Daniel Dubois just picked up... Uh, picked up a version of the WBA uh, championship, the one that, that Brian was holding on to, uh, Don King's uh, heavyweight. He had that version of the WBA title, the claim uh, to to the WBA, unifying the WBA title against Alexander Usyk. Uh, Daniel Dubois lifted that title for a moment, stopped him. And uh, and now that fight with him and Dillian White would be another another big fight uh, for this division as uh, as it continues to develop. So interesting things happening in the heavyweight division. Tune into this one. I'm interested to see how you think if the 60-40 uh, leaning towards Joe Joyce is pretty accurate or if you have it more of a 50-50 or if you think that Joseph Parker is just going to wipe the floor outbox and possibly stop Joe Joyce and uh, and throw a big wrench in his, uh, in his ascension in the heavyweight ranks. Interested to hear from you guys. Don't forget to leave comments. Follow me on Instagram, guys. Follow me on Instagram. That's the main forum that, and, and the main venue that I'm using there to push out the uh, the podcast. Thank you guys for the love, for the support, for continuing to spread the word to your loved ones, to your friends, to your coworkers about the show as it continues to grow. And I'll continue to bring more episodes your way. Have a good one, guys. Take care of yourselves. Salute.